yo, what's up, Supernovas, and welcome back to the Worst Generation Podcast, the exploratory anime and manga podcast. I'm your host, GB, coming to y'all with our first live recording of the Worst Generation Podcast, because this technically is live. We're here on Twitter Spaces testing out a new way for us to record, and uh, this way allows you guys to be a part of the show in a way. You can sit in and listen to us live as we do the recording. Also, um, I have a hashtag going on Twitter live right now, Supernova No Chato. As y'all know, that is a segment of the show where we get to get in touch with the Supernovas that listen to us regularly. Um, you guys can use the hashtag to comment and interact with the question that we have, and we'll share your responses on the episode live. Uh, what does your favorite Animanga series say about you? Go ahead and access that at the hashtag. In the meantime... As always, I got to keep the show going and uh, want to bring in all the wonderful crew members that pulled up to do this episode with me today. First up, you guys know her on the timeline. She is the first lady of the Worst Generation podcast, uh, the the instigator of violence, and uh, one of the funniest people that we have on the timeline. I give y'all Panda the Don. What's up, y'all? It's your girl Panda the better known as the OG Panda, better known as Pitbull Panda, better known as... Panda with the hammer coming at you for another episode. Not the instigator of violence, GB. Wow. You definitely, you definitely are the instigator of violence. And if these polls for Enemy After Dark are going the way that uh, they looking, uh, you finna be exposed as the instigator of violence for who you are. So um, I'm very, I'm very excited about that. That the agenda can no longer be lied about. Um, you know what? I'm not finna take this abuse much longer. I'm finna go cry. Hey, don't blame us. Blame the audience. Uh. Up next, so we have Panda has one of the funniest people on the timeline, but y'all don't know that my bro Rome is absolutely one of the funniest people you'll ever meet in real life. IRL, as the kids say, uh, the creator of the Worst Generation Hotline and uh, one of the weirdest, uh, most random question asking people that I know, my boy Master D. <laughs> I definitely have some more questions. What's going on, everyone? What's going on? It's Master D, aka Pandemic D. A.K.A. Panel the Walls and Plan B didn't work, but there's always a Plan D. A.K.A. Jackson's is choice. A.K.A. Nigga Rome with the dense bones. A.K.A. Kororo the Forgotten One. A.K.A. Let me clear my throat. <coughs> Hello, Westlands Outline. This is Master D speaking. How may I help What's going on, everyone? Happy to be here. That's hella A.K.A.'s, bro. You know, it grows. It grows. I have more about this than Adam and because, you know, he told me to cut it short. And that's as short as I can go. I'm gonna have to talk to I'm gonna have to talk to you, Glove and Panda. Like, at what point do we be like? It's like hella AKAs. Like, is it a limit for y'all? Is it like five? I don't AKAs? say AKA. I say better known as. Okay, you know, the I, concept of having uh, aliases <laughs> it, that you uh, detail in your intro. At what point do you draw that line? Um, there's no line, but I could cut it short. I could swap it around a few different ones every week. If that work, <laughs> you know, cause I have a bunch of names. I can, you know, just I used to just. Drop one and pick one up. Honestly, if I want to change it, Wait, just so are you giving us a cap limit? Is that what's going on? Is no, man. I, I'm just wondering. I'm not about that life. I'm just GB. So, like, I'm uh-huh. just wondering, like, you know, how it works on that side. You can't of the say world. better known as who is you. Better yeah. known as General Beckford. Because I'm not better. I'm not better known as any of them names. Niggas know me as GB. Like people better known as GB with the shoot with the pea shooter. Yeah, the we, we, the, we, we was at we was at EdenCon <laughs> and Buddy heard my voice and was like, "Oh, you GB." Like I'm just GB, so like I'm happy with that though. I ain't trying to be uh, better known as or also known as or any of that. Uh, another, 
I don't I don't really think that this yeah, this nigga do got AKAs in this shit too. So another AKA ass nigga. Uh <laughs> my family member, I can't wait to see this nigga later on in this month. Uh he he was the casual anime fan, but this nigga is long, no longer a casual anime fan by my watch. He's reading multiple manga and watching multiple anime. So uh we gotta stop that agenda. We have to find a new casual anime fan. Uh but in the meantime, right now you guys got that boy Frankie. Yo, 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 my supernovas, what is good? Let's get this Twitter space popping. It's the Super Metropolis, the bat that I got, the man who told the Grinch there will be no Christmas. It's me, Dead Boy Frankie, hitting y'all with that super, and as always, and still, and forever, repping for the casual anime fan. What's good, y'all? This nigga said the man that told the Grinch it ain't gonna be no Christmas. Why? Why? Is like, that? who? <laughs> like, that's what I wanted, nigga. <laughs> who told you that? Who told you that? That's what I want to know. Y'all, you don't gotta know about that wrong. This is what it is, man. <laughs> I need the backstory. I mean, the real backstory is I ripped that shit from my father. That was his greeting um, when he was making niggas pledge capital. So I stole that shit from him, but I fuck with it. That's you hazing the audience. That's crazy. I'm saying. I would have oh, got, got hazed so crazy. I'd be like, hey, bro, that's what the Grinch wanted. That shit not really scary. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you folded? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, speaking of, of niggas having scary villain names, uh, my number one villain on the timeline, and I need the agenda to be pushed, uh, I can tell from the anime after dark voting that no one really knows the real leak because this nigga is not leading the way in toxicity. Uh, he's not leading the way on the villain category. He's not leading the way on the petty category, and I just don't understand why. Uh, he is the first man of the pod. He is the normal Twitter fingers behind this podcast account. Uh, you guys only hear my voice on Spaces, but he's always the guy behind it. Um, the creator of Run My Fade. And, uh, oh, and also, niggas say that leak don't read either. He losing that vote too, by a wide margin. Um, but he is one of the most readingest niggas. Is readingest a word? That's a word. It's gonna be a word today. He is one of the most readingest niggas that I know. My man, One Piece Leak. Yeah. What up, man? What up? It's One Piece Leak, aka Mr. First Mate Leak, aka Twitter Fingers, aka the Wholesome King. Glad to be finding again, man. Um, I just want y'all to know, based off the results of some of these polls, some of y'all gonna have to see me at DreamCon. So. <laughs> Be ready. Be ready. That's I heard crazy. that. You don't read leak? That's crazy, man. You don't read leak? That's crazy to believe that you don't read like, manga. I feel like people don't know about leak's pettiness because leak is like really nonchalant with his pettiness. He like, is. he's just really chill with it. You don't even get it. Like, allegedly. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. allegedly. Ain't no allegedly. That's, that's, that's no allegedly. That's true, man. Don't do nothing. So, the crazy thing is, these poses, I feel like. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, we do a show on Thursdays in collaboration with Blend May Podcast called Anime After Dark. And this Thursday, we're doing an episode where we'll, we released a survey who's most likely to the community so they could vote on which mods are most likely to do certain things. Um, and on Thursday, July the 7th, we will be talking about the results of that poll. So far, uh, thank you guys, anyone that has submitted to the poll. We have over uh, 60 submissions and the polls are really going to expose what people know about us as, like, you know, people based on, like, our timeline and the podcast. Um, but it's also going to expose, like, when they don't know us, what type of image are we giving off? And I'm interested to see how these results really end up because uh, some of them are actually hilarious. Like, I think we're going to have funny-ass conversations on Thursday. I just have to say I do lie on the timeline, but, you know, you're going to get what you get. <laughs> A little sprinkle of truth in there every now and then. 
That's crazy. That you love you lying on the uh you lying on the timeline. I surely do. That's the so funny trash. thing is, Rome added uh, outed himself earlier today, and Secretary caught it. Yo, wow! That's oh, I peeped that. I peeped that. I definitely Why? peeped that, bro. How do you out yourself? Let's not talk about this right now. He tried, bro. He tried to make a freaking what was his tweet like? Something about let's him let's like talk about chilling on the timeline or something. Let and he immediately was like, "Oh well, actually, last night I was dancing with this girl, and oh. she started grabbing me by the throat, and my my uh, shorts got shorter." Like, huh? Oh, this man is wild, bro. Oh, shit. Bro, that's a wild boy. That's fake news. I, I don't I don't condone those acts. Wrong. Wild. We, we were caught in 4K, it, my brother. Caught in bro, 4K. Bro, that's a lie. I was hacked. I don't know what you were talking about. That wasn't me. I was wholesome the whole time. I was in my corner the whole party chilling. Bro, don't go out, a- don't go outside talking about you was hacked. Just drop the dose app uh, apology and just call it one. Just keep it moving. All right, fuck it, fuck it. All right, you got it. <laughs> okay, since we lied. Damn, right. the notes app apology. I like that. The notes app apology, bro. Just keep it moving. You can't go outside like, oh, I got hacked. No, you said what you said. You did what you did. Roll with it. Damn, uh, Randall, why would you, why would you do that? So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Um, so. First up, our first segment is, uh, and it's been a long time since we all have actually just, you know, sat around and talked. So I kind of want to know uh, from everybody, give me like three things you're watching or reading right now. And uh, what is your favorite moment from this week that's like just come across you, whether it's, uh, and it doesn't have to be current, but like if you're reading something or watching something, it was just a dope ass moment. Uh, let's start off with Cuzzo. Uh Let's see. So reading, I'm currently reading uh, Ace and Diamond. We uh, some of us in the pod started yes, made a concerted effort to start reading past where the anime left off, and this nigga Samo was going crazy. Uh, that's my favorite part. And I also started watching um, 86. Um, I want like episode 11 or 12, I think. Um, that's been pretty dope so far. Yeah, uh, I was watching Rob J's uh, timeline. He's been watching. I'm so happy that he finally finished 86. Um, it's so fun watching people go through the pain of a series like Iron Blood Orphans in 86. And then, because you know, like, the series is good as fuck, and you know, like, they're enjoying the series, but it's also, like, they painful ass series to watch. Yeah, it's a little fucked up so far. I'm just like, man, yeah. And it's like, I I got so many questions. It's just a little fucked up in certain cases. And you, like, how does. You're only on twelve, so it's still kind of unfolding. Like you, you just yeah. not really getting a sense of the world, right? Yeah, like I just got a question. Like, so it's only the war's only been going for like what nine years? So like, how does how does like a generation's worth of like uh, racial discrimination get like all of a sudden happen in nine years? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, like usually that takes generations, like you know, multiple tens of twenties of years, and. They just did it in, you know, 10 years. Oh, yeah, these niggas ain't shit. And you finna, you finna um, see how it go down. And that's, like, so that's one of the cool things about 86. Like, a lot of people felt like the show started off kind of slow. But really, it, um, you know, similar to how One Piece is constantly unfolding as a world, 86 does the same thing. Um, and it is on a smaller scale because it's only these, I think it's, like, 28 episodes or 26 episodes, something like that. It's is it done after that, or is there going to be a season three? Um I don't know. I, I don't think they need it. Like, I personally don't feel like they need another season. Like, I'm okay with um, abrupt, weird endings in the way that 86 goes. Um, but I have seen some people say that they're going to have another season after that. But right, sure. the way that 86 unfolds, like, you get a little bit about the world. You get a little bit about the war. You get a little bit about, you know, what's happening 
throughout the war, like the villain aspects. It's just constantly unfolding. So even on episode 12 where you are right now, there's still so many more layers to the onion that you got to get through. And by the time you get to the end of it, you'll have like this real, like, you know, clear understanding of everything that was going on. And then even if you look back at earlier episodes, you'll be like, damn, like all that makes sense now. So I like letting people have their questions when it comes to 86. You'll figure it out. I will say one thing I don't like because I've just seen y'all like, you know, talk about how like kind of fucked the show is. I don't like the music in the beginning because I know it's like so dark. The music's like too poppy for me. It's like it doesn't fit the scene. It's too damn happy. I don't like the in- intro. I, <laughs> as a, uh, I don't know how it fits the series. They fooling you, bro. Uh, let me see. Who after Cuzzo? Let's go with uh, let's go with Master D, bro. Um, so your question was what I've been reading and watching. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading a lot, but my favorite. Just give me, series just right give me now. three. I held Cuzzo to three. Uh, I gotta hold you to three. Okay. Um, right now, Sakamoto Days, Aliens Arena, and I'm rereading Chainsaw Man right now. So those what's, are my. What's Aliens Arena? I saw Knox talking about that. Um, I want to say it's kind of like Men in Black, but you know, with a bit more tech in, in um tech based, you know, in terms of like, you know, people who get abducted, they get implants in their bodies and those tech based and those alien, you know, tech tends to, you know, affect the bodies, you know, molecular structure and they give them like powers. So it follows the main two characters who want to work for, you know, the MIB, whatever secret agency there is. And the next one is like someone who has the power and he's trying to use that power to like, you know, fight against all these other aliens. So it's still going to be like another cop series where it's like, you know, got a, old veteran and we got a newbie who doesn't know how to use his powers and he's gonna figure out how to use his powers and become the next badass it looks it's interesting though I, don't, I like it it's got me interested and super smartphone is lit too if no one's reading that that's another fire one i like super smartphone um, i haven't uh started alien that aliens arena though i just saw knox tweeting about that i think a couple of days ago it sounds yeah, interesting it's, though yeah it's really good i'm definitely checking it out um watching wise um i just finished my binge of aoshi and that's actually tied into like my favorite moment of the week because it goes from like, I think it was episode 11 where um, there was a moment where, you know, Ayu, the main, Ayu, main character, he had a moment where he finally clicked in his head like how he could finally, you know, be the next, you know, top player and how he could work with his team when he figured out how to do the triangle and work on the line. That moment had me geeked. I cannot even lie. I was clapping my hands off and, you know, like, yo, let's go. I feel like I was watching a soccer match, but it wasn't. But it def- the excitement was definitely there for me and that was my moment of the week because that shit had I, just a moment of just like when you suddenly realize, oh, this is how you do it. And then you just, you know, keep doing it. I like that shit. I saw the Aoshi get compared to uh, Haiku a few times, like in these past couple weeks. Um, uh-huh. and, I, and I hate that that happens with anime. Like Haiku has become, I guess, the standard of sports anime and like the popular kind of mainstream thread. And then now whenever like a new sports thing kind of drops, like it has to be compared to Haiku. But I've been seeing this hot take that uh, Ayoshi is actually better than Haiku. And I, like, admittedly, I have not watched um, Ayoshi. I've only watched, like, the first episode, maybe, like, 10 minutes in, and then just forgot to get back to it. But um, um, I've been seeing that hot take. That's mm. a lot. That's a very hot take. And that's a lot a of different Because just for 13 episodes out, they're already saying that. That's maybe it's from Maybe it's from manga readers. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. If it's from Miley Marys, I can see that. But, like, it's, I feel like based off the anime, it's too early to say that, though. Yeah. Have you oh, watched a good too, anime? I watch, yeah, I'll, I watch Aoashi, too. And I really like it. Like, I've adopted the mm-hmm. Furbank character as one of my kids. So, mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. But I wouldn't say it's better than the Haikyuu at all. 
is right the, right is now. the MC one of your four kids that you talked about on the Blender Bay Space? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> How many kids you have now, Panda? Four. Four, four kids. Yeah. Damn. You gotta, yeah, you I, I think that's a hot take. Um, but and it's one of them hot takes where people like they try to shoot the hot take out early just to get it out there. So you can, if it does indeed happen, you can be like, hey, I said that shit first on episode ten or whatever. Um, that's how I feel mm-hmm. about it. But you know, um, Haiku is in what season five, season four. Well, if, yeah, the animated will be in season five if it comes out. When it comes out, Panda, speak to existence, man. Come you on. You know what? You're right. When it comes out, y'all pray for us, Haiku fans. We suffer. Well, if y'all get y'all manifesting asses, cause are you in the hallway? Even it. <laughs> no, I'm in the crib, bro. Why? Well, I sound crazy. Yeah, bro, that so. shit sound like you in the hallway dropping packages off of people's doors or something. <laughs> no, he calls me a UPS worker. No, no, no. I, I might got uh, go to my room and like where it's less high ceilings, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got oh. your window open. No, nigga, that's you probably heard my chair squeaking. It needs some oil in it. You no, know? it ain't no chair, bro. It sound like uh, traffic. Like it sound like I'm on an airplane, and I mm-hmm. like you know how the cabin got the the little you, you the hear pressure? the pressure. Yeah. Nah, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, fuck it. Uh, have an air current going somewhere. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Last uh, moment that I got, uh, One Piece leak. Hit me, bro. Um, so I'm I've been reading Hell's Paradise. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think still Panda got to go, right? Yeah, Panda got to yeah, go. Yeah, I started reading Hell's Paradise. I think, I think maybe last week I started reading Hell's Paradise. That's um, it's interesting. I'm not wild by it, but I mean, it's interesting enough for me to keep reading it. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? Uh, I think it was yesterday. I started reading Ace No Diamond. Um, that shit is pretty gas. Um, Let's go. I tried. I, I tried to watch it initially, like maybe like a year or so ago. But that's I'm still in this not really wanting to watch shit type of mood, except for like maybe once a month. So I'm gonna try to jump back into it. But um, that shit has been heat. My, that's probably my top moment that I've read this week is actually when um. They call Chris into the game to go uh, be a battery for. Uh, speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. No, speak on it, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I read that shit, I was hyped as fuck. I'm like, God damn, this. You know, if you read it, you know, like his what's going on with Chris at this point in time in the story. So them calling him in and like his teammates acknowledging, him, like, yo, we cool with it. Like, even though you haven't played in a year, he needs you right now because you're the only one that can like do what needs to be done with him. Mm-hmm. So that was a dope ass moment. Um, and then what's something else I read? Oh, I yeah, I guess I caught up on the last like maybe handful of chapters of My Hero because I only read that shit maybe like once a month, and um, that shit was crazy. Um, no I'm not entirely speech. sure how it's going to end, but yeah, it was decent. But right now, like I'd say the the best thing I read so far recently was clearly Ace No Diamond. That shit was heat. It's about it's about time for me to uh, catch up on My Hero. You know, I like to let my My Hero chapters build up like 25 at a time. But I think Same. I think I'm around like 20, so I'm probably just finna bench soon. But Ace of Diamond, bro, like I'm so happy that you on this wave now, cause we've been talking about this shit for clear of two years almost, I think. And since 2020, yeah, niggas was not trying I mean, to hear the agenda, bro. Yeah, like, might have, yeah, might have mentioned it like once. No, bro. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He definitely didn't mention it once because, like, bro. I was literally texting y'all as I was watching it. I started it, but yeah, I didn't finish maybe. it. But, you know, I love it. But yeah, man, that shit is gas. Uh, the cr- everything with Chris Senpai is like 
magic. And I think it's like it's cool that this is like his mentor, the person he's like looking up to, and he's getting to have these moments and shit with him. Cause you don't always get that. Um like unofficially you get the uh you know the 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 mentor death and yeah. uh you kind of feel like that's already happened to Chris when you first meet him, but then to like still get like interactions and gameplay out of it. Like that's just so special. And the and the way the manga like shapes it around and then when you come full circle and if you ever play sports, you sit there like, hey, this shit actually goaded. Yeah, that shit actually hits super different. Like having like a connection to sports, especially when people get hurt, mm-hmm. and you know, like that can pretty much end somebody's entire career at a young age, especially somebody with like a super amount of talent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, I really felt for him. But at the same time, I'm like, bro, you, you don't shake back and like finish your training and get back in that shit. Yeah, bro, I, I did feel like, you know, it was a lot of. Um, what's the word? Like kind of beating up on yourself for no reason. Um, I did feel like it was a lot of that. Like, bro, you you young as hell. Like y'all niggas in high school, bro. You definitely can come back from that. I feel like some of that though is like maybe culturally, because like just based on how the comments go, it always feels like like this is the end of the line for them. It's like, bro, you can play college ball. I mean, that's the thing, right? You can play like a record league or something. Like it's ain't this ain't the end all be all. But the way it's portrayed in these comments is like. Like this is it. So like it's always like feels like it's it's so much more stakes involved. Yeah, I think it's also from a young man perspective too. Um it probably does feel like the end of the world and since these uh manga are geared at like the younger audience, uh I think that has a part to play in it too. Cause I know when I hyperextended my knee for the first time, that shit was it for me. Like I remember telling my coach, bro, just kill me. Just take just take me away, bro. Just kill me. Like it's it's scary. It feels like the end of the world. It exposes your mortality like because before that moment i'm sure chris just like any other high performer athlete is probably out there like bro i'm untouchable i'm unstoppable it's nothing you can say or do to me and then that exposes like yo i'm actually just a man that's wow so um i think all those moments kind of add up and it makes chris a powerful ass character one of my favorite mentor type characters in sports anime i think they did it so well with chris And let's see, uh, Panda. Panda. Um, I haven't been on my reading shit lately, and honestly, I have to catch up to a lot of stuff. So I've mostly been trying to read my normal Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia, Sakamoto Days, and stuff like that. But I haven't really been in a reading mood as I've been in a watching mood. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I watch Aoashi. Um, I've started Mob Psycho, so I have to finish season one. I've been I've been really enjoying it. I appreciate Mob, but I also appreciate him being part of the um, body uh, body improvement club. Body improvement club. I like how sweet they are on him, and they're, they're like they just like they push him, but they don't do it too too much. So I really appreciate that. Mob's little brother annoys the fuck out of me, and until he proves himself not to be annoying, <laughs> then he does. GV. Like, I'm, That's this little I'm girl. No, nah, bro. He's a little shithead, bro. He's a fucking <laughs> dickhead, bro. I, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> like, somebody said, I remember I, was, I said that on the timeline and somebody called him Sasuke. I was like, at least Sasuke has a reason to be a dick. This boy has a fucking loving family and a brother who absolutely cares, like, thinks the world of him. But you jealous because you got you don't have his powers. But now you got powers. Now you in the situation you in now because you couldn't, like, you was being an asshole. So, no, fuck you. When, uh, when Mob, when that, uh, season dropped. I expected to see a lot more. Uh, <clears throat> I expected to see a lot more think pieces about 
uh, like when people are overcompensating or they feel insecure. Uh, uh, and I expect to see a lot of think pieces about him as a character. And I really didn't like not a lot of people really focused on him as a character. And I don't know if it was because of the the hate. It was just like, yo, let me not like pay this nigga no mind. But also when people hate on characters, that's when they talk about when they hate on anything in general. That's when it gets talked about the most on Twitter. So I really expected to see a lot more discourse about him than what I did. Honestly, honestly, mom's brother, it's understandable. Like I have everything, but I lack this one thing that I admire about my brother. And that makes me like he has an inferiority complex like a motherfucker. So I do agree with that. That does make him similar to Sasuke. Sasuke had that even before the whole thing with Itachi. So it's understandable. But it's also annoying because Mob doesn't hold that over his head at all. Mob has powers, yes, but like in the world we know it is to be. People think of people who have certain abilities as freaks. Like we've seen enough of X Men to know how true that is. Like Mob doesn't get usually get like gets the short end of the stick from time to time. He can't express himself or feel like he might like do shit with his powers. So, but it's just a matter. It's a matter of the grass is green on the other side. And his brother doesn't understand because he doesn't talk to his, like, he doesn't talk to Mob about a lot of stuff. So he doesn't understand what his brother goes through. But that's beside the point. I don't like him, but I think somebody said he gets a redemption. So I was like, I'll, I'll just see later on. Um, can I do non-anime related stuff too? Yeah, it's just what you watch and read. That okay. shit could be a regular ass, uh, you know, scandal or some shit. Oh, you could have did that too. Oh, <laughs> I've also been watching... Um, the Queen's Gambit. I don't. I know a lot of people have seen go. it. Yes, about, sir. Let's about go. The girl go. who's Let's been go. um who plays chess, but she also takes like drugs and starts getting into alcohol. And I really enjoyed it. I think her mom has had like a mental health disorder, but I think it's like either borderline personality disorder or, board, or bipolar disorder, whichever one. That's the vibe that I'm getting from the show. But I really enjoy it. Um, and I've also watched, of course, P Valley season two. Like last night's episode was. Want to make it up out this bitch? Um, <sighs> last night's episode was a lot. I'm not even gonna stunt. I, I'm normally not even the type to like uh, let like TV fuck with me in that way for real, for real. But like last night's episode had me like it had me angry for one because it course. always piss it always pisses me off in situations like that because it's like I know that that shit exists and that's the frustrating part. Like niggas really go to this extent. Like yeah. That feels like so much work and so much effort, bro. Just, I don't know. Are you talking about Rome or the abuse thing? I'm talking. I'm, whoa, whoa. I'm talking about Rome. Whoa. Well, the nigga's name okay. is Rome in the show. The nigga's oh. name is Rome, and then he's Sorry, Rome. Like, and yeah, and he, he is an ain't shit nigga. So unfortunately, y'all niggas got to eat that L on this one. Damn. But, uh, <laughs> Come on, Rome was tight. Drag through the mud every I mean, single we... time. Between Trigger Rome, now you know what. Sorry, hey, sorry, no, sorry. you chose you chose to associate yourself with Trigger Rome, bro, and, and that shit was dense bones, yeah, bro. That was bones. years ago. This is before the allegations came out. Now I can't be seen. I mean, I the allegations know. I feel like we're already out. People just didn't. Pay I didn't. I didn't. Know, I didn't know about them. I, they were used to me. And they I'm like, they were like they were out like word of mouth, but they really just started hitting a stride. I think bros up to like forty or something. So forty. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so something, um, got, something got to happen with him soon too. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I'm not I'm not hip to uh, Queen's Gamut, but definitely P Valley. That last episode was a lot. So if anybody out there, if you like easily triggered by TV shows and shit, y'all be careful watching that. They one. gave a they will give you a warning in the beginning of the episode, and this episode reminded me of For Color Girls. That scene, if you seen For Color Girls, you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, when he when you she takes the baby to the uh, hospital, mm-hmm. even before the way the baby was crying, I'm just like that baby. He's been hitting on that baby too. 
And lo and behold, spoiler alert, sorry. But there's a scene in For Color Girls where some kids get dropped out of the window because of an abusive relationship. So, hopefully, Keyshawn gets out of that relationship sooner rather than later. Yeah, I did like getting the episode all about Keyshawn, though. Because um, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like we've had a strong enough uh, MC in these uh, what are you, episode four in these four episodes for season two. It ain't been like a strong MC to me. Or a clear, I'll say clear. Because I don't really feel like Autumn was the strongest MC in the first season, but it was very clear. I thought Mercedes was the MC in the first yeah, season. I think Autumn is the MC in the first season. The whole, she a weak MC, man. She is, but most of the storyline is revolving around her and her technical growth. So, like, I consider her the MC of season one. I think Uncle Clifford is the MC regardless, somehow, is what I was reading mm-hmm. online. But yeah. I consider her the MC of season one, and I think uh, Keyshawn finna be the unofficial MC of season two. Uh, and then I guess I'm last on the list of people reading and watching shit. Uh, number one, I have been watching The Boys. Um, I recently had to reread the comics to see the difference in the storylines and everything. And um, I got to say, I'm 100% loving what Prime is doing with the storylines, especially with uh, the storylines of, like, five key characters. I love that they changed Stormfront. Uh, Stormfront. I love that they changed, uh, uh, why her name just leave me? Uh, Starlight, I love that they changed uh, Black Noir. I love that they changed Homelander, and I love that they changed Soldier Boy. All those storylines, after rereading the comic books, kind of like get mid in the middle and towards the end and starts to falter. But the way that Prime is doing it, they've made them such stronger characters, and I'm like, yo, this shit is gas. Um, for Soldier Boy and Homelander to have that interactor, uh, that interaction, and this was five days ago, so I hope this is not spoilers. But for them to have that interaction right now, wherein Homelander is at like his most insecure and he's so far away from humanity right now, like he's desensitized, but he's still craving that love. And for him to be going through all those feelings and then had his interaction with Soldier Boy, I'm like, yo, this is perfect timing, bro. This next episode is going to be crazy. My only con about the boys right now is that they made Hero Gasm into one episode. When that shit is like an eight comic mini run, and I would have preferred for that shit to be like a side series or something, uh, just so they can really get into how fucked up Hero Gasm was as an event. Uh, what else am I watching and reading right now? I'm definitely reading, like Cuzzo said, I'm reading Ace No Diamond. We decided to push forward beyond the anime, so uh, me, Cuzzo, and Carlito are reading Ace No Diamond, and that shit has been great. Uh, Post tournament, it's uh, it's awesome. Just like reliving those memories and like, and not even those same memories because they go to a powerhouse at school. I think that's my favorite part. Like, I feel like when I'm watching uh, Haiku, I'm rooting for like the underdogs. But when I'm reading like Ace No Diamond, I'm like, nigga, we them niggas, niggas, bro. We them niggas, bro. Like, I love that. So that's that's probably like a better aspect of that story. And that's fun to watch or read. And Where you at with that right now? Um, I'm man, yeah. I think y'all niggas deep in me. I only did like eight chapters since we started. Oh yeah, no. Nah, I'm uh the the anime was like one sixty eight. I'm on two eighteen right now. Oh, you going yeah. crazy, bro? Yeah, I'm. These I'm, niggas, these niggas done played two two games already. <laughs> I'm still in the seventies, bro. We we still they still like um going through the closeout of the final game of season uh three or four. That shit confuses me because it's like season two part. Whatever. Part two, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm still closing out all that shit, and they're going through, like, the everything that came after that game. I'm not even that far yet, but I'm finna catch up to y'all niggas. Uh, and then, oh, my last thing that I'm reading and watching right now, 
Uh, I just finished my reread of Hell's Paradise, so that's why I'm happy that uh, Leek is actually reading it because Hell's Paradise is a great shonen ending. And you don't get a lot of good shonen endings out there, but I think Hell's Paradise did a really good job of wrapping up and ending the story in a way that doesn't feel forced, it doesn't feel rushed, um, and it's very cohesive and well thought out as an ending. So, like, Hell's Paradise definitely gets my mark for that. If you're into, like, the Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, like, those type of vibes, this isn't quite that, but it's, it'll fit in that category. Like, those people compare them a lot. Uh, it's not on Jump, so you got to kind of find it on your own. Y'all know what y'all got to do. But Hell's Paradise is a great shonen ending, and it's a it's an easy read. I think it's only like 110 chapters, something like that, somewhere in that range. So real easy to do. Definitely recommend Hell's Paradise. Those are my three. Uh, before we wrap up Supernova No Chato, I got some tweets. Uh, y'all been hitting us up. Or No, before we wrap up moment, of, or has our wrap up moment of the week. It's time for Supernova No Chato. And I got some tweets from y'all. So, uh, let's see. Pull these tweets up. So, crew, I got y'all up here. Um, y'all know y'all can comment on the tweets as we go. And we just having a discussion. So, the question for Supernova No Chato was, what does your favorite anime say about you? Uh, first, though, let me hear from some of the crew. Uh, Leek, what's your favorite series say about you? Um, I guess now... Um, it will probably say that I'm more drawn towards um, stories that are more, I, I, won't, I don't want to use the word relatable because it's still like a manga type thing, but like my favorite series like right now has been uh, Kingdom for the longest. Um, and the reason why is because um, it's like a regular human being dealing with like, not, I don't want to say regular shit, but like him trying to progress through like a military or something like you can, somewhat relate to as far as trying to move up in like a hierarchy and like trying to get shit done and like the inner battles he has to deal with trying to surpass these different plateaus to keep ascending through the ranks um and plus it's a saying i'm kind of going away from shonen for the most part I, I don't really start any new shonen i think about it. i'm pretty much just trying to finish the ones that i'm reading right now and kind of just moving on but i think that's what it says about me it's trying to be a, having a relatable story that isn't so far-fetched where you have to get caught up in, like, power systems and, the I guess, the flash and lights of fucking manga. Does anybody else up here feel like y'all moving away from, like, fantasy stories and into more realism? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhat. Because for me, um, I think, like, with Vinland Saga, that was more like a reality-based, like, you know, something more realistic. And I enjoyed reading that because I feel like, okay, it's like in possibly achieve if I was in this world and this was something that I can relate to like I can do this but like when it comes to fantasy I still enjoy them but only because like you know it's a fantasy aspect of it I like to you know fantasize and like okay this is crazy how far can they go how how much more can they push their limits but I like my realism though every once in a while like with the scene and like you know One Punch Man but even that's fantasy in a sense too One Punch Man is hella fantasy bro yeah so I will I get say oops sorry sorry wrong no go ahead uh, I will say that I wouldn't say I completely deviated from fantasy, but I'm more into like darker fantasy. So an anime I recently finished um, was, of course, I watched Stranger Things, which counts as like dark fantasy, sci-fi-ish. But I also finished uh, Junie Tyson, Zodiac War, which is more dark fantasy. So I think I'm, of course, I love realism, especially the darker aspects of it, but I think I've gotten more into darker fantasy. Like, 
I don't know why. I've just been in a more angsty mood down to like my webcomics to my fan fictions. I've just been more in an angst mood for some reason. You know, speaking of dark fantasy, that genre, I don't feel like it, it's, it has a definite, like, you know, de- definition. Because watching Bastard, I don't see that as a dark fantasy at all. The new anime that's out from Netflix, it's more of like a comedy mockumentary, if anything, than actual dark fantasy. Like, it has the elements there because it's medieval and it's like, you know, matching all the stuff, but. I don't see the dark, dark fans, like, you know, where it actually gore and goes in depth into, like, you know, the actual darkness of the actual world. It was just, like, jokes and jokes and jokes and sexy scenes. But, you know, it's cool still. The, um, that's the heavy metal one that's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay. Is you the only one that watched that? Or, I would assume Panda would have watched that, right? Um, I, I want to watch it. I might watch that after <laughs> I finish The Queen's Gambit. So or finish my cycle first, either one. So yeah. it's on it's on my list. It looks interesting. So I hopefully it actually is. Uh, it's interesting to say the least. It is, but um, you're not giving me a lot of hope, bro. Yeah, you didn't sound you didn't sound convincing at all. <laughs> no, nah, uh, well, there was zero confidence in that statement, wrong. <laughs> no, hear hear me out because like I went in there with high expectations for it because you know dark fantasy, heavy metal, those are a lot of my favorite elements put into one show. So I was like, okay. I'm hoping to be blown away by this, but instead I was met with like, you know, meager medievalness and like, you know, just explore with them, but sexy scene just to overshadow the main character. So it's just like, it's not much development here. It's not much of anything. It's just sex, laughter, gore. And, you know, it, I mean, if it gets people going, it gets them going. It was, it's okay. I'm still watching. Sex, you saying? Hmm. Definitely, get the, watched, definitely get the people riled up. You I watched like the first five minutes and I was like, I don't really feel intrigued by this show. <laughs> is it a, yeah. is it a music? It's music based, though, right? Is it a musical? And see, and see, that's the thing. It's not. It's not really heavily on the music. The intro and the outro is fire. They're both good. But like when it comes to actual music based, you, you get like the themes, like certain themes, like it would be like from certain songs that I picked up. I think it was like um. I can't remember what scene it was, but there was one scene where it's one of the main characters intro was like, oh, I know that rift. I know where that's from. And then, like, the names of characters, like, you know, Yoko and or, like, you know, Dark Schneider, never heard of a metal band. But so, like, they don't go heavy on the heavy metal, but just, like, when it's, like, certain action scenes, they might show, like, a, like a heavy metal rift. But I think the main, um, I think it was, I can't remember the band that um, did the actual soundtrack. I think it was Trainwreck or some Japanese band called, I can't remember. But um, they did the actual soundtrack for it, and they, their elements are nice. They, they did a lot of, like, you know, nice themes and stuff, but like, it's not much, like, you know, giving, like, heavy, heavy metal. I'm going to stay in tune with y'all on that one to see how y'all feel about it at the end of stuff. Uh, because uh, all four of y'all actually are very musical-ass niggas. Like, I have, I listen to all four of y'all talk about music, but I think Panda's the most focused on, like, uh, anime, like, intro, outro, and anime shows that might have music in it. So I'm excited to hear your take, too, Panda. Okay, that's fine. I'll definitely put it like higher on the list to watch. I'll probably start it after I finish Mob Psycho. I only definitely got like to finish episodes. Mob. Yeah, yeah, I got four like, episodes. Then I'm gonna yeah. start season two. Yeah, and it's only thirteen episodes, so it's not even long. It's, it's yeah, really it's not, short. It's not long. I'm waiting to hear Panda's takes on Reagan. Uh, oh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Back to the Supernova No Channel. What does your favorite anime say about y'all? Uh, we'll get to we can get to Panda's takes on Reagan later because I want to hear what she got to say about him too. Uh, he the goat, by the way. He's funny as The dude. absolute goat. <laughs> that nigga funny as hell. Uh, so I got, a, I got a goat. couple. I got a couple tweets from the Supernova pinned at the top here. Uh, the first one is from D D Zumaki. They said we'll push the fully coolie agenda to the end of time. Love shows that don't make sense. 
I think that's like I think that's a viable ass reason to you know to really enjoy anime and manga like that that um, surrealism of it, especially when they don't make sense. And you just kind of like, yeah, I'm just watching this because it's some crazy shit to have on. I think that's a valid ass reason. Yeah, I agree with that because okay. I do I do like my randomness too. Like Killer Kill was probably one of the most random shows I've watched. Like plot wise, storyline, I, I see what they're going with, but it hit me with just the you know the action and the old sexy scenes gets me people low gets them going loud me up but um I, I like them though but not all the time we got the supernova huey t that said i love good storytelling dialogue plot twist acceptance and occasional gore um it's actually that's like a popular uh formula for series that are coming out you know in the present times mm-hmm. uh yeah that's damn near like the standard right now so huey must be out here eating yeah. Yeah, that's facts. We also got Shy Dreaming that I like pretty things and pretty women. I wonder what series that is. Mm. What's a series of pretty things and pretty women? I mean, it depends on what you define as pretty things. I mean, Sailor Moon could be one, but like you could also say, like, I would say, for example, the animation and the, the, so for, I, I would say, so before y'all, yeah, don't, don't slander me. But I would say Bleach is pretty when it comes to animation and the style, the skills, the breakdown of the skills, the abilities, the power system. Like, if you really enjoy things like that, that might be pretty to you if you describe it, using that terminology. And they have pretty women on there, too, so go figure. So I guess, like, the question would be what you define as pretty things. Like, is it talking about just the animation? Are you talking about the way characters are drawn and how they look? Are you talking about the world building in itself, the production of the show? Like... That's that's what be, that would be the major question. I don't know if I'm thinking too hard about it, but I don't know if I ever said this is pretty world building. Hey, the world building on this motherfucker is cute. <laughs> <laughs> I never. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's all say that shit, cousin. <laughs> I might start saying that shit about reviews. Hey, bro, the world building was cute. Shit was pretty. Pretty as fuck. Yeah, I ain't never had that description. <laughs> pretty as fuck. Everybody's uh, different though. Everybody is different. Uh, That's a print. We got we got yo call me Rob. Uh, they said likable characters make series good. That's definitely a plus. I think world building is more important than characters, but it's definitely a plus to have likable characters. I think you also need to have characters that you hate too a little bit too. To no, some extent, you definitely do. You gotta have yeah, contrast. Yep, like, I was just about to say that shit exactly. Haiku is really the exception to this because there are a lot of characters that you that you can't. For me, you can't fully hate them, especially like as the series continues. But when you have a character that motherfuckers absolutely despise, oh, you, for example, Rising of Shiro Hero, everyone hates mine. Attack on Titan. A lot of people, I'm gonna say a lot of people because I like y'all. I know y'all, some of y'all niggas are Gabby. Can't stand Armin. I feel you. <laughs> I'm talking about Gabby. No, I said Gabby. Nah. A lot of people hate Gabby. <laughs> Armin, oh, have Gabby. After We're not gonna stay on this. Nope. We're not gonna <laughs> stay on this one. But I think it's a lot of people. Evil. Having a Gabby character that everyone just despises and wants to see. Rachel is another example. I think you also get that. So go we, not, we not gonna talk about my boy Kisaki like he not right there. Mm, he's an incel. No, him. he's not. Right. He's I love Kisaki. I think people just love to hate that man, and he was definitely a despised character uh, for Tokyo. Oh, Kisaki is goaded. I have uh, my own. He's, he's the goat of that whole series, bro. He carries he, Tokyo he literally Revengers. Is the, he literally is the goat of on, that entire on his, series. On his back, bro. He's a solid villain. I just have my own reasons why I don't care for him. I remember when I was... um, So when I first started reading Tokyo Revengers, I was trolling Mike and Panda 
and acting like I wasn't reading it. But I was trying to throw them signs that I was actually reading it. And I was having, like, Keisha Key as my profile picture and shit and talking about he was the go of the series. And Mike would always just be like, bro, if you actually, like, was reading this or watching it, you would know he's trash, he sucks. But meanwhile, I'm current with the manga and that nigga the gold G. And so when it finally, like, came out that I was reading, I was like, Kisaki, really my favorite character. This nigga Mike was blown away. I'm like, he's the go to the series, man. He makes the series what it is for me. I do agree he's a solid villain. Like, he's actually... Him, as far as villains go, he's at the top. Taiju is second to me. I didn't really feel like Taiju was a villain villain. I felt oh, like he, he was, was like... Like, he was a villain, but I didn't... Like, I felt like... He was an antagonist, really. Yeah, like, you know, he a side villain. I enjoyed Taiju because, like... I hated Taiju, but Taiju was, like, really just... I don't know what it is about Taiju that just made him... Like, he like he was, like, damn near, like, how the fuck they gonna beat this nigga? Like, this nigga can really beat some ass, and he's not fucking stupid. Like, but then it happened, but it wasn't, like, an ass pull or nothing. It was like it was pretty solid for how things ended. Not so much he was a shitty human being. Sometimes we need shitty human beings to an extent. We need shitty human being characters too. Yeah, we do. Um, let's see. I got some more. I got some more tweets up here. We got uh Master D. I just remember Whoa. some Oh no, this is Bro, not supernova no shadow. What yeah. is it? Why is this panda? Get, get that out get that out of here. What? what the, what oh, the, the fuck is going panda on? exposing <laughs> you, bro. This is crazy. What happened? Why is that tweet still there? <laughs> Hey, Dan, you wild for that. Yo. Hey. Oh, you didn't see it earlier? Yeah, man. Okay, so we got Otis oh. Ghost Rider. Um, they said that I like lore, a good story, and details. Um, and I guess that's why you would love One Piece. Like, One Piece is a great-ass story. The world building is S-tier. Uh, Oda really has a knack for details. Um, even though I do feel like, you know, some of the bigger things kind of slip through the cracks well, Oda, but when it comes to, like, the fine points and details and him being able to tie, like, these chapters that were in the thousands back to early chapters in the early hundreds, um, I think Oda really has a knack for that that a lot of Mangakas have not had in the past. Like, you know, you hear so many stories of Mangakas forgetting that they they made certain changes to a character or that certain events happen, and you just don't really see that with Oda. Like, he's really organized. That be blowing me, man, when uh, you're hearing that. It's like, oh, I forgot, so I had to retcon it. Oh, yeah, on, I, I literally son. forgot that we uh we had Goku, you know, go Super Saiyan three, and so yeah, I just kept shit moving as normal. But like, how he forgot the Saiyans had tails when they were born, bro. Like that's like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. like wow, bro. Something that was so central to all your artwork and everything you did for all that. Like, how do you just forget that? Niggas get old, bro. So I Hope yeah, Oda does, Oda does a great job of having all that. Uh, speaking of Oda. We also got uh, Sage Janae that said, I'm in it for the long haul. And uh, they have One Piece in parentheses. You definitely in it for the long haul with One Piece. Oda been saying five years for 20 years. Bro, I'm going to be retired when this man finishes, G. You know, you know what I'm excited for, though? I'm excited for this for this last saga of One Piece. Because like, this is when Oda's really going to get in his bag. He's going to tie in all those plot lines from like beginning of the arc and bring it all around come now. So I'm, I'm hopeful. You should be, I need you should be a YouTuber, bro. It's crazy, maybe. You sound, maybe you sound just like the YouTube niggas. <laughs> he does, though. <laughs> he really does. Definitely, bro. bro. I'm excited, bro. A holder's about to take us home. And I'm ready. Sound for like Brago and them. 
Yeah. Man. Um, I forget. I think. I think. Was it you, Lee, that you said you think it's too much to tie together in one saga? Somebody was just having that combo with me. Uh, Lee, on mute. Uh, I think I might have said that. I think mm-hmm. it was it once. Once Wano ended, and I was like, okay, so we in the final saga, but we still haven't addressed this, 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 or this. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to get it done at one thing. Like, how the hell's that happening? Well, I mean, a saga is like three islands, isn't it? I think that's not impossible. Usually a saga is like three islands. So, like, that's not impossible to me. Yeah, but people are saying that they're going to go to Elbath, and then it's going to be the The, final thing in Mary Jordan. The Lodestar. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to go to Elbath, Lodestar, Raph, Teller, Mary Jordan. That's it. And space. Separate combo, bro. We we gotta have we gotta have a one piece combo, another one piece review combo at a separate time, bro. We can't get into spoilers. And you know the timeline does not like hearing uh extensive one piece talk. So uh that is it for the supernova no chattos. Thank y'all for sharing with us. Uh we love hearing from the community about how you guys feel. Uh it seems like uh People's favorite series seem to say a lot a lot about who they are. And uh, that brought me to our yay or nay for the day. So I've already put a poll on the timeline, and we've had some good some good feedback to that. I got to find the poll again. Tweaking out here. This shit hard in real time. Really lost the you poll. You the questions, want the info. Hey, I, look, this is the first live, so we knew it was going to be some technical issues that was going on in the show. But um, today's yay or nay was, do you judge people based off their number one Animanga series? Uh, we'll let Panda go first on this one. Um, I, I saw the question, and I had to really, I haven't, like, responded to it yet because I, it really depends on what it is. So I don't, I'll say average on average, I don't really judge. Even if something that I couldn't get into, I just say, oh, well, I couldn't get into that, but I'm glad you enjoy it. But if it's some shit that I know is gluten-free, good booty butt cheek, like, I've seen someone say they love the abandoned sacred beast, and I was fucking appalled. So I think anything is possible at this point. Like, no bullshit was on Twitter. So, like, I don't usually judge. I just, you know, kind of, dep- it just depends on what it is. I might say either I got into it or no, but everyone's different. Everyone's tastes are different. Yeah. yeah I'm just like you, Panda. I, I looked at the question. I was thinking, like, do I really judge people based on, like, you know, the first? And I, I don't really judge them. I just acknowledge it. And I move accordingly based on what their, your favorite is. Like, if it's mm-hmm. something like, you know, um, what's that, what's that um, old um, freaky-ass show? Um, to redo the healer. If someone likes that as their number one, I'm definitely looking at them differently. But I'm oh, not yeah, going to say that out loud. I'm, I'm just going to be like, all right, bro, you got some issues, but, you know, I'll let you rock. But I'm not going to out you. I'm not going to, you know, judge you too hard. I'm not going to talk shit about you. But, you know, you like what you like. And, you know, that's what he likes or they like. It seems like both of you guys are talking about judgment in a negative way. Um, like say, Panda, you meet someone and they like haiku is their number one series. Do you judge them in a positive way? Like, do you feel better or more relatable to that person? Mm, I get excited. I will say I like relate to them or I like ask them questions. You know, just to like get to know their tastes as far as like teams and characters and their viewpoints on certain aspects of the show. I don't know. Like, I think you're right. Like, we when I think of judgment, I think of that in a negative. But I never thought of look, thinking looking at it positively, though. But and it does make them a bit more relatable. Yeah, definitely. Because because if I do see someone who does like who's like has number one, that's one of my favorites. I'm like, I'm okay. 
I, I can rock with this person. I can relate to them. I can, you know, engage with them in conversation. But that's just me um, not, like, you know, curating my timeline, but that's just me curating my life to make sure I avoid negative people. Because as a casual person, I'm, like, because I don't know if you're doing, like, if you're wearing T-shirts or going to, like, nerd events on regular in the area you in, uh, do you judge people, like, if y'all finally get around to, like, a a conversation about Animog or whatever? Uh, not really. It's more so, honestly, depends on the person and how they purport themselves. So, like, my friend uh, from college, uh, he's a huge Bleach fan, and he also likes fairy tales. Like, we'll fuck with him and make fun of him sometimes because of that shit, but, like, he'll he'll say some shit and be like, nah, man, you're not valid because blah, 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 blah. But in general, I won't. It really depends on how you, like, carry yourself about, like, a serious feel, saying, like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. It's like, nah, bro, it's, it's really not. Like, he like he loves fairy tales. Like, I just can't get behind that tape. Uh, but in general, I don't, I don't judge you for that because, I mean, I, I like, I'm casual, bro. So, like, I'm not about to be out here having all the takes. I like what I like. So, who am I to say anything like that, you know? Yeah, I feel a little elitist when I judge sometimes. Like, when I feel the judgments boiling up. Um, similar to Panda, I think that was on Enemy After Dark when the person said that Abandon the Sacred Beast was their favorite series. Cause I like I vaguely had that that memory, and when you said that Panda, I just instantly kind of felt this little level of disgust. But that's normally you're not wrong to, bro. You're not wrong. I hated that anime, bro. But that's bro, we all we all people liking the Abandon the Sacred Beast. You said I don't think anybody would like that. And I saw that tweet at some point. I was just like, I, I hate it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but you got like funny because see what's trolling and what's not. They weren't trolling. They were dead ass. Yeah, they was, like they was dead ass. They was trying to defend points. They talked about the uh, yeah. PTSD of the veterans. Like, and yes, all of that does exist in the show, but it's not done well. It's it's repetitive. It's boring. Mm-hmm. Like it drags. It's just Nobody not done grows. well. And so, if you want to talk about like PTSD and trauma of the veterans, then watch like Golden. Golden Kamoy, cause like it's a better representation of what both like people returning from war and like uh, the consummate villains go through, like constant uh, consummate criminals. That's a better representation of that type of lifestyle than what To Abandon the Sacred Beast was. So there's um, no character development in that show either. Uh, I I think uh, the one story with the the daughter, I thought that one wasn't that bad. She barely grew. She got on my nerves a lot of the time, to be honest. Yeah, I thought that one wasn't that bad. But so when when you said it to abandon the sacred beast, I definitely felt this feeling of like disgust, like you, that's your faith. But then um that feeling is always followed up with, you know, I don't like I just don't I, I don't like judging people. Like whenever I feel judgmental, my body always kinda like negates that and it just goes back to like, but that's their life, bro. That's what they want to do, that's what's popular to them, and I'll still try to have the conversation. And if after, like, some minutes the con- I see the conversation is not hidden, then I find ways to move on. Um, I'm not always tactful in how I move on from conversations with people, and that may make them feel like they're being judged, but I really don't. Um, I don't tend to judge people based on, like, what their favorite series is. If anything, I try to figure out, like, you know, why is this your favorite series? Like, what about this series appeals there to you go. a person? That's what I was getting more so, because like, it depends on the personality and, like, how they – how they say it's their favorite, because they could be like, yo, I, I like DBZ. Like, I got a, a bunch of my line brothers starting to get an anime. They like Naruto and DBZ, but, like, that's that's all they know. So, like, that's great. You know, here, here we go some more shit for you. 
But if you you know if you know better, you're like, all right, well then maybe I, maybe you will get a little bit of a judgment or contempt as you had when they said uh, the the B stars thing. Yeah. So the the focus of the episode today is for us to talk about our absolute favorite Animaga series and why. Um. So I gotta know. <clears throat> Besides your absolute favorite, yeah, like, wait, 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 wait. I ain't get to answer that. What the yay or nay? And I, I, and I yes, I really. It was feel just, like it was just an open convo. I thought she was gonna jump in, but, but go ahead. No, nah, I was, I was waiting for him to finish because no, I feel you like got, it you got been, it, Kanye. You got it, Kanye. It's all you. So like, kind of what you said, based off of like people feeling judgment being a negative connotation. I feel like everything that everybody just said is in some way or form being judgmental. The way you choose to navigate a conversation after someone tells you what their favorite or choose not to navigate a conversation after that, I feel like it's being judgmental. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think people perceive judgment to be some negative type of thing. And it's like, bro, it's not. If somebody comes to you and tells you that their favorite is something that you don't like and going forward from that, you choose not to engage in a conversation with it because you know you can't really relate to it, you don't like it, or you feel like you might not be able to... um, even add to the conversation that's in some way or form judging them based off what they like. And I don't think that's a bad thing. So I think the idea that, Oh, I'm not judgmental. I don't care what people like. I feel like it's a little disingenuous because we, you might, cause I think you might not care what they like or what their favorite is, but based off of that, choosing how to navigate with them, like my grown, I think Warren said like, no, nah, it's better stuff out there, but you know, I still don't judge them. Like that's, that's basically judgment. What you just said. So it's like, are we really being 100% genuine or uh, honest with ourselves when we say we don't judge people? Because I feel like we all do, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I when I, for me, when I think judgment, uh, for me, judgment is an is a action. And once I make a judgment, like I've kind of like put that label or that standard on you, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so when, when I'm saying I'm not judging people, like, yes, I've observed that your choice of favorite anime is either trash or goaded or whatever. But I, if this is the only piece of information or knowledge I have of you, I don't want to make judgments about you based on just this. I still want to have a conversation to figure out, like, what else is to you and what more is going on before I judge. So um, I do judge people. But if all I know is your favorite series, I, I don't feel like that's enough to, for me to make a judgment on. Uh, outside of, like, I may slander you. Like, if you're a random nigga on the timeline and your favorite series is, like, to abandon the sacred, sacred beast... I may slander you and shit, but I'm really not judging you. I would still need to have a convo with you to like really judge, like, because why is this shit your favorite series and, and <laughs> how do you think and stuff like that? So, but I see where you're coming from, bro. So, do you feel like, so I guess I should say this. So, even though you're not judging them as a person, do you not feel like you're judging their taste? Um, okay, valid. So, maybe I should have been more specific with the question. It's just still judgment. Yeah, maybe I should have been more specific. That's like, with I don't the think question. it's a bad thing, and I'm not trying to like say people are lying. I just think we just have this assumption that all judgment is just this bad thing, and it's like, no, it's okay. Like, if I know that you like a certain type of anime based off your favor, if I'm having a conversation with you and you like this sort of thing, I'm like, okay, well, that's going to how I, that's going to determine how I navigate a conversation with you or choose not to have a conversation with you because it's like you kind of going off the notions of what they like and going forward. So I feel like that's still kind of a judgment. Yeah, I I think the question for me was a little bit more broader. Like I was thinking about judging people based on their like the person as a whole based on their um selection yeah. of Animaga series as a favorite. But also I will say that um if if your taste is bad, um even if I'm not in a in the phase of judgment in that moment, I'm definitely in a phase of evaluation. 
or like I'm taking in the little things, the details of, you know, this is their fave. And if you ain't got nothing better to say, then why something is your favorite? Not sure if you saying shit to me like, oh, yeah, well, that's mid. And, uh, you know, so-and-so is a walking ill. That's all like evaluation that I'm taking in that's leading to a judgment. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that you write like, leak that, you know, judgment is constant. Like I'm, I judge myself. I judge my wife. Like I'm judging people around me, but I tend not to try to just judge from a, like, I have one piece of information about this person. And that's where I was going with the question. But now that we on a deeper yeah, scale, I think, then yes, I yeah. like value what you're saying as well. Because I think a lot of it, uh, most of the time, is unconscious judgment, if we being honest. Um, Yeah, I like, I think, uh, you know, we be joking about, like, you know, spirits and the stones and, and you know, uh, your signs like zodiacs and all that other shit sometimes. But, like, um, that has some realness to it, too, because I think my body sometimes, and especially lately when it comes to, like, uh, working with other people and I'm, I'm starting to meet people in the community in person, my body is, like, judging people's vibes, I've noticed. Like, certain people, I've, like, I've been around them and met them, and, and I like, something intuitive happened that my, like, my body knew, like, these cool people before I really knew. Like, I couldn't even explain it, if that makes sense. So, I think judgment is natural. Right. What'd you say? Nothing to buy to the right. That's all it was. Cause yeah. you gotta go with your gut. Yeah. Hey, whoever said uh, Blue Lock is a is a current favorite reader? There, is they spitting? Come, you read it too, GB. Um, it, I think it was a recommendation by you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the soccer Let's one, isn't it? Go. Another, another soccer anime or manga? Huh? Hmm? That's not a soccer manga. Yeah, that's the it, technically it follows. Well, yeah, soccer, but it's technically football. Football. Uh, That's the one yeah, that they, no, they just, just confirmed that they're going to animate a season of it, right? Yes, in the fall. Yeah. Well, winter or fall, yeah. I can't remember which one. Uh, one yeah. one that I've been recommending people to read is uh, Blue Box as well. Blue Box, uh, Blue Box, period. Blue, it look, Blue, yeah. Blue is the new god. You absolutely right, GB. <laughs> Uh, Julio Julio is in agreement with Leak. I think um, he said I definitely judge if someone says DBZ is in their favorite. I'm thinking this isn't a person whose recommendations I necessarily want to hear. If I hear Naruto, I'm thinking this person is an average shonen mostly watcher. Um, and then I think Simone's mindset around this tweet was more like where I was. I won't judge people for their number one anime manga depending on what it is. I will ask why, but if you like it, I love it. Who am I to judge? Uh, so, with that being said, I do. Does anybody else have anything they gotta uh, abruptly get out before we move into the, <laughs> the conversation? My bad, you got a mic back. You good, bro? <laughs> you know, we'll go around, come around. That's why that shit happened to you on Blender, man. <laughs> um, Hilarious. So, so um, I want to know from you guys: uh, Do all of your fave Animaga series have similar reasons why they're in your faves, or? Are like there are there some outliers? Um, do you just have like a diverse team of faves, and you like all of those for different reasons? What's the deal? Uh, we'll let we'll let Lee kick this topic off. Um, I think they're all kind of different because, uh, well, yeah, for the most part, they're all kind of different. I think the biggest thing connecting all of them is, I think they have the best MCs. Um, which, if you know me, you know it's kind of hard for me to actually like MCs. I, I tend to not really fuck with the MCs. But if I look at my list of like what my favorite manga are, generally all of them have like MCs that I think are goaded. Um, 
But as far as like the actual manga itself, they're very different. Um, my number one is a seinen. There's a couple of shonens in there, but I mean, the stories are different. Um, I like some of them because of the world building. I like some of them because of like the real aspect and how uh, it's rooted in like actual history. Because Kingdom is actually like based off of people that existed. I mean, obviously exaggerations, name changes, so on and so forth. But then you got One Piece, fabulous world building, good power system. Hunter Hunter has the best power system. Um, the story and the world building. So I mean. They're different, but they have like key traits that are the same, which is usually centralized by I feel like really really strong MCs. Yeah, um, I would have to agree. I agree with Lee because it's similar for me. Like I like different anime for like different reasons. Like with One Piece, the world building is great, but it also has all the key features. Like you know, the characters it's funny and also has a good like story and it's adventure anime. So like it really excites me. But when it comes to like other forms of anime, like Attack on Titan, like that's more gory. That's not like, like you know, scene and more, you know, adventure, not even adventure based, but more like, you know, story driven, like character develop, development based. So, like, those I enjoy, like, you know, it all depends on what I'm really feeling in the mood that day. Or even like Afro Samurai, that's one of my favorites. And that's like just straight up dark and gritty and just like completely like gory all around. And then having like, you know, slider character based, but not much adventure, just small adventure, but not like crazy and not much world building and things like that. But it's still, it's one of my favorite because that's what I like. But all the different anime, like, it all depends on what I'm in the mood for, like, because they all have bits and pieces of what I like, you know, it'd be a good character, a good storytelling, or even just a world building, but they all, they all have, like, the speech about everything, but it all depends on what I'm in the mood for that day. Kozo? Um, for me, honestly, I think it's more of a, a time and place of where I'm at in my life for, like, why... I like certain things, so I guess you could kind of say it's nostalgia for me is what ties them together, but I don't, but there's other reasons why they're my favorite, but I guess like that's a common theme because always, where I, usually it's where I'm at in my life, like where I like things and why it sticks with me forever. Hey, that's funny across all art. Like, you can go back and listen to CDs they used to hit or watch a movie that used to go crazy or reread a book that you read when you was like 15. And all of that could be can mean something totally different to you in this current life. Uh, like shit that didn't hit in the past uh, may hit now, and things that hit in the past may not hit now. No, I, yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, like I really like, I really like Death Note. That's one of my favorites. But like, to me, like that's like not the opposite of One Piece, but it's not it, like One Piece is lighter and it's kind of like you know more happier in my opinion, like in general. Whereas Death Note's kind of is more, it's kind of darker vibe. But like, yeah, where I was at when I watched those things, you know, that's, that's they stick with me still. Yeah, I would put that on like the um, the opposite of One Piece, not for that reason, but like One Piece is such a a world driven show. And like, yeah, and, and, like, and the, uh, the scale. Death Note is such character driven. Like, you're really living in this very small section of a universe, of a world, of a population. And with One Piece, you like, the whole thing is to immerse yourself in everything. The entire world is an adventure. Uh, let's see. Um, for me, it's a hard one, but I, I think the main thing that all the series I have like is uh, <clears throat> they force me to think. Like, I really like anime that I can, like, kind of sit back and think about, like, what would I really do um, or put myself in different shoes. And they need to have some sense of, like, moral ambiguity. And I'm starting to really like or learn about myself that um, 
I care about like uh, how based in the real world the manga could be a little bit too. So like Vinland, it being a historical uh, series, when I first watched the first season of Vinland, I think I stopped around like episode eight and just start reading all like the actual, uh, the history of what Vinland Saga is based on. So like Thorfinn's actual story, the family lineage, all of that. Uh, found myself on these rabbit holes on Wikipedia and stumbled upon. And something about it being historical just really did it for me. Like I was mad interested in all of that. And that's been the number one thing that's appealed to me uh, when Leek was bringing up Kingdom and why I want to get started on Kingdom too because of that historical aspect. And so now I find myself wanting to have uh, some type of history to the series I'm reading too so I can learn about like these new worlds, but my world as well is like cool as hell to me. So um, that's been like a thing, a new series that I'm scouting. But uh, I think the number one thing that I look for is like just – uh, series that make me think about what the fuck is going on and like what is life. I think that's why I like One Piece because even though like the tone is very chill and uh, calm for the most part or like happy, I would say like goofy and happy. Uh, One Piece deals with hella serious ass issues and, and the way they frame them is that you can either choose to like really think about this and, and go deeper on what's happening or you could just enjoy that shit for what it is. And that's why One Piece is like kind of stayed one of my favorites. <laughs> What about you, Pam? Agreed. I think for me, it's, it's I've been like, while y'all have been talking, I've been really like mulling over this question because it's kind of different. I'd be thinking of my like my top anime like Haikyuu and Fruits Basket and um, Inuyashiki and Ranking the Kings and stuff. And so thinking about my top anime, like I think they don't have a lot in common because like I love darker aspect series, especially currently where I am now. So that would, of course, include Fruits Basket and Ragnar Kings and Yoshiki. But Haikyuu doesn't have a lot of dark, dark moments in the way that I'm talking. But I think something about all three, well, no, all four of those series is that it evokes strong emotions for me. And, like, at least three of those anime I have cried out, cried at while watching or gotten passionate about it. So for me, anime has to the anime has to like really first snatch me in and pull me in because when i first started watching wrecking the kingdom just like what's with this animation what the hell is this about and i'm just like okay yeah i'm gonna defend my boy boji to the day i die whatever type shit so and it's also characters and world building and the plot but it's also just the emotions that come when we watch like if it doesn't like stir it no it doesn't stir shit within me or any type of passion whether that's anger like melancholy pure happiness and excitement for me i don't really care to watch it it is as a pull in my interest and snatch me up just like that i don't care to watch it so i think all of these series evoke some type of response various emotional responses in me regardless of what it is or what it looks like i don't know if that makes sense but that's something i've noticed about my top ones and of course i'm pretty sure this is for a lot of other people too but it's just something about me yelling in my living room at like 11 p.m. because the show is so good I'm like started this like it when I started it at like nine and now I'm invested because I want to see this through it's got to be like that type of thing whether it's manga or anime definitely it ain't nothing like getting caught up and binging shit all through the night child look I really want to stay watching Junie Tyson I swear but I had to turn it off because I had to go to bed so uh is there uh so like do you think so? Like uh, Rome brought up uh, redo a Hiller earlier, right? Mm. And 
if that one if that's someone's favorites, like how do y'all feel about series like that? If that's their favorites and like if their reasonings are things like uh it's like wow shit or what if they had kinks around like a a, a show like that? Like is that is that strange for that to be in people's favorites and that's their reasonings, like and that's the why? So here's the thing. Did you, did you say kinks? That. Yeah, like when so when Redo a Hiller was like really booming out on the timeline, you know, some people were going like, "Hey man, I got these kinks," and they, I see them in Redo a Hiller, so like that's why I like that show. I also saw other people that were just kind of like, "Hey, this shit is cool," and bringing out other aspects of it. Um, I I didn't actually like watch the stuff in um. I just I just saw whatever I was talking about, so I bring it up because that's how I know it. I did read the little um. Someone said to put the manga panels on the thread, so I read that part. But um, I saw a lot of people talking about they had kinks that were lived out through the show. Um, I saw some other people talking about uh, it It kind of helped them settle with what they had going on in their lives at the time, like, you know, deal with some of their own trauma in some weird way. And then I saw other people that were trying to pull, like, positives out, like the character development is really good and shit like that. But, like... Um, Kind of back to the judging part, but also back to the if someone's why is one of those reasons like that. Uh, are those like red flags for people? I always wonder that. So I read the manga for Redo of a Healer because I heard what it's about and I was just like curious and I stopped because, like, for me personally, that stuff doesn't trigger me, but it's just like it gets to a point where it's not, it's not as. It's, it's just a turn off, I guess you could say. So when it comes to those people who say it's their favorite, like, of course, I'm going to ask. I'm going to be really, really, like, cautious mentally. Because if you say you have kinks, I'm like, okay, which kinks are you talking about? Because from what I remember of Redo a Healer, it's just a lot of sexual assault. Because when I read, like, when I read my fan fictions, all the fan fictions I, I read are consent. Like, consensual. Like, it's all consensual. Consensual. Like, I, I know some people have consensual, non-consent, like, fantasies and kinks, and I'm not judging that type of stuff. But, like, me personally, I'm just, like, wondering what kind of kinks are you talking about? Like, it's just, it, it, I, I don't, it's, it's very hard to answer this question because I can't say I don't judge them because to an extent I do, especially what that series is based of, based on. So it's, I don't know, it, it's, it's just very hard not to. What happens in the series and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that show is about. Can somebody give me a brief description? So what happens in the show is this guy who is um, a healer. And so he follows through with this girl who, you know, wants to, appears to want to have him as a healer to help him. But in actuality, she ends up making him a slave, addicts to drugs and allow like multiple people to torture and sexually assault him while he's in prison and using his ability. So he ends up going, managing to go back in time with the knowledge he has, with all the trauma he has, ends up making the girl who did that to him and all the people who did that to him, taking revenge on all of them, which he also includes sexual assault and revenge and stuff like that. Yo, what the fuck are y'all watching, bro? Who is y'all? Because I didn't watch it. Bro, 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 chill. <laughs> chill, chill, please. That shit really just made hey, us so mad. Hey, hey, straight up, I'm judging all y'all. I don't care, I'm judging all y'all right now. Oh, I didn't watch I read <laughs> I like, barely okay, even got through this. I barely got through it. I think I want to watch like two episodes. I'm like, yeah, this is this is too much. It, it, it can be very trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's heavy. It's yeah, very, it's very, it's heavy. very heavy. And like a lot of people yeah. were torn on the MC between he's a terrible person versus he's justified 
and like it's it's a very difficult it's, it's, difficult it's to navigate. Even, yeah, it's hard to navigate because you can understand because he was tortured and but he's like getting his revenge back. But at the same time, it's how you go about that revenge. And like at some point, it's like, is this really just pure pleasure for you or is it even about revenge anymore? What's going on? And it, as the series continues, like as far as I got, it was at some point, it was just pleasure for him. It wasn't even about revenge at all. It was like, I'm just doing this just to have control over you and have that power. And I feel like that's the, the aspect of the powers where people, the kink is probably what they're going after or just the consensual, non consensual stuff. But Cause they did some, uh, they some did some heinous ass shit to him. Yeah, man, they did though. They they sexually assaulted him damn every day. He got he was addicted to shit. They like mm-hmm. a girl would come in and beat the shit out of him. Like he was sexually assaulted by both like men and women. Yeah. So it wasn't it was like multiple people. So it was just a lot going on in his story. So that's why a lot of people were just under like quote unquote understanding of why he did what he did. But at a certain point, it becomes like. Okay, like like Rome said, like is this still yeah. about revenge? Yeah. Anymore. I mean, that's how, that's how well, I feel about a lot say, of. Go ahead, Kozo. They say they say hurt people, hurt people, right? So like, I'm not yeah. trying to justify nothing, but like, he got even, I guess. Child, and he got more than even. <laughs> he got more than even. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it's funny around series like that. So just like we can go back and forth, and you got Kozo saying like hurt people, hurt people. Um, I saw a lot of discourse on that series. Um, I also see a lot of discourse on a topic that like confuses me to no end. Uh, the whole incest topic where you have the the big brother and little sister that's kind of like a lolly. And like they like the whole anime is them having like these really strange, really weird interactions. And um, I saw this long ass thread one time. Uh, the guy goes, I enjoy those type of anime because it helps me like keep my fantasies in my mind so I don't have to act on them in real life. And I was like the weird, like some of the shit that people put on Twitter is like, bro, like I don't know if Twitter is the space for you to put it out there, but like, I guess it's not like anyone is out there really acting on that shit. But, um, I, I'm taking it to the grave with me, bro. I feel that way. I'm taking yeah, it to bro, the grave. But I saw, I saw a lot of people going back and forth. Like, you know, this is good. Cause that's therapy. And it lets him like keep them thoughts in his head and like, get it Not out there. through the anime um, rather than him acting on it in real life. And I saw like both sides of that. So it seems like no matter how bad the coin is, like things that may, um, that I may read and look at, or that you may read and look at and be like, yo, that shit is horrible. Like, why does someone think that way? Um, there are other people that can kind of justify it. And I don't know that there's any like one series or any one thing that we can um, back to the earlier point of judging that we could judge someone on and say like, this is the makeup of who they are. Uh, but as you start to learn about these people um, in, in the series and everything, I think you definitely get into, like, a space of judgment. But it's just funny to see how, like, you may judge someone some way. Um, and no matter how horrible they are, someone is still sitting out there like, no, oh, that's okay, bro. I see his point. Because, uh, like, kind of like, I guess they probably in the same boat secretly or, you know, in the light. I don't know how to say that. I don't know what you're trying to say, man. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say either. I was, <laughs> I, 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 like, I dropped off on it, and I was just like, uh, I don't know where you was going with that. I lost my point. But, Hate but that this had to happen back, to me live. No, GB pack on watch, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, pe- picking up where you're going off, though, because I had a thought, like, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, all these manga artists, they do all, you are pretty creative when it comes to, like, creating these series, and you have to think about, like, what are the headspace, like, what would they go through to come up with this idea to make the series and why they even make it like they putting their feelings on, on this paper putting their feelings on this manga panel and telling their story through these series but like 
and I essentially at some point someone can relate to them in some way or form, but it's like some things don't need to be said. But I feel like you putting your pain and your trauma on this paper is just making it feel like okay, it's not justifying it, but it's also like, do I really need to know that? And I don't want to know that. But at the same time, it's entertaining because it's like wow, it, it gives you more insight on like you know what this person was about, and what he was thinking about. And I guess that goes back to the whole overall topic, like judging people. Like you can't really judge people because of what they're going through, but you don't know what they're going through. And whatever they might be going through is what they're feeling. And it, you know, it creates who they are. It makes their personality what they are. And that's what, that's for trauma. And my favorite quote is trauma always creates a lot of great art or great um, or pain, pain stimulates art or whatever. So I feel like all the art that we see, all this great manga comes from probably great pain, but we don't know it because we're just going through what their vision was on the paper. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the final part of this topic. Uh, where we actually do our faves and um, why they are faves for us. Um, let's see. I do want to start out on. I think I don't haven't started with Rome once this uh at all during this session. Rome, you want to get that? Is that the phone again? Oh, damn. I think so. Okay, okay. Damn. Okay, I guess. Uh, let me spin the character real quick. I'll be right back, y'all. Let me go to the map. Are you want to hear it? I'm all. Uh, Take this phone call for y'all. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. Hello, what's your hotline? Will you accept the charges for an inmate from the prison realm named? Sotaro Kojo. Yes, I will accept the charges. Splendid. Connect him. Connecting. 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 Hello? Oh my gosh, it's finally connected. Hello? Is anyone there? Yes, I am here, Mr. Gojo. How may I help you today? Look, I don't care who you are, but you know who I am, right? It's me. It's Gojo. Of course you do. I'm the best. Anyways, I heard about you guys from one of my favorite Saturday morning cartoons. Hmm. Or was it actually when I was making Yuji watch those videos? Whatever. I've been trapped in this prison realm for so long and I could just use a couple things to make this stay, you know, a little more comfortable for the, the king that I am. You know, I deserve the nice things, right? Of course I do. It's me. So... Could you help a 2D brother out? Well, yeah, I guess it depends on what things you require. But um, I'll take a list. What do you need? See, and this is why you couldn't be the great Goja. Because if it was me, I'd just say yes and get it done. Well, this is why I'm HR. Now how may I help you? Yes, yes, yes. So, here's what I need. A Wi-Fi router, a TV with unlimited channels and streaming services, a fridge with unlimited food, a tablet with unlimited manga, and someone to keep my company, if you will. Uh, may, may even, if you could. And of course, a microwave. Well, some of those things definitely can be done. So the other ones, not so much. But we'll work on them and see what I can do to get those sent over to the prison for you. Um, is there anything else I can help you with? Color me impressed. And we do try our best over here at West Generation Podcast. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, and tell Yuji I said hi.
Um, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Um, I got to have a phone call, and as you do know, I am HR, and I had um, I had to get into character real quick, do my job. Um, yeah, back to the show though. Um, we're talking about anime and what our favorite teams were. Yeah, bro. Hey, I love <laughs> I love the music from Worst Night Hotline, bro. It's great. Oh, also shout, shout out to Kendall. Shout out Kendall for playing the greatest Gojo there is out here. He definitely was the worst actor in that um in that skit. Thank you, Kendall. He did a great job. Yeah, Kendall definitely snapped. Uh, I, I just like it when anyone comes in and does uh, Worst Gen Hotline. I have not, uh, like I said, I haven't watched an anime, so I don't know the sub or the dub. But like when he uh, when he did sub voice versus dub voice, I thought the, his sub voice is really cool when he um, does the answering for the prison. And then the dub mm-hmm. voice, but when he played the dub voice, I was like, yeah, that dub voice is unimaginative. I yeah, hate that for us. Bland. Yeah, you know, that's why dub never really kicks that same as the sub because they don't hit those notes, they don't hit those, you know, those inflections right. I think we just, uh, we associate those inflections and that passion that's in the sub with yeah. the actual art of anime. And that's also a reason why, like, some people just can't rock uh, rock with the dub wave. Yeah, like, I enjoy, I enjoy the expression that, that gives more cap, gives more caps to the actual character than when they're just bland speaking. Like, you know, Americans can't act, and that's. You know, that's why we outsource all the time to all the other countries. Um, but yeah, good shit with the Worst Gen Hotline. Let's uh, finish up this episode. Let's get into these faves and why. And uh, you are taking that first, Ron. Um, My fave series right now, in in the current, um, you know, mainstream, the summertime rendering, I, it hits on all levels for me. Like, as much as what I've watched so far, I think I've watched up like six episodes but it's got me captivated with the mystery. It's got me captivated with the gore. And it's a good character-driven story. Like, the characters are interested enough. Like, okay, I'm curious. Like, what does it go back? Because, like, it's kind of like a time traveler sense. But, like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, I think it was a Day After Tomorrow, where it's like a loop of time and going back and forth, you know, having to relive the same same setting over and over again. Like, Groundhog Day, essentially. But with this, essentially, is that, you know, the from the character, he's trying to relive and trying to understand how this, this friend died. But every time he figures something out more, the time clock jumps forward ahead a little bit more and you get more farther into that. It's like he keeps trying to go back and try to change things, but the more he changes, the more he makes it worse. But um, it's been good so far. And that's definitely one of my favorite. And it hits a little bit just because of like, again, the gore, the character development story, and that's building a little world of like, because it just, from what I saw, it built up a little world. And okay, now I see what more can happen. And I'm interested in seeing the world building how much further they can go with this. Because it's interesting so far. The story's really nice. So definitely watch sometime later. If you're not watching it now, and that's your absolute fave? No, that's just my just, favorite right just now. Just your fave right now? Right now, yeah. Um, absolute favorite. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't pick one. I thought about it, but I have some that I like and some that I enjoy for different reasons. And I couldn't come with like overall answer. Like, okay, what is it? And that's why I say I couldn't pick absolute favorite because I'm gonna pick a favorite right now. What I enjoy because it encapsulates all of my favorite themes in one. Yeah, um, I, I felt we was gonna have a mix on this pod of people like picking their absolute fave versus like just what's their favorite read right now. Yeah, because like a lot of my absolute faves, like I liked them for like certain things, but they only had like one or two things that I really liked them for. Like how about you? I liked it because I had the melancholy and it was a good story and like you know the and the art style was nice. But like absolute favorite, I like gore more, so like I lean towards Afro Samurai more in that sense because I like like the action scenes were a lot better and I had the character development there, but. It wasn't like on the tour on the world building too, so it's like it's hit or miss. But um, right now, summertime rendering definitely is hitting on like all levels, at least four out of five for me. 
Cuzzo Leak and Panda, did y'all pick absolute fave or are y'all gonna do like current fave? I'm gonna do absolute favorites. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do current fave because absolute fave is pretty obvious. Okay. Leak. Leak ain't there no more. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do current fave as well. So uh, since Rome gave us a current, uh, Panda, you go with absolute. So you already know my absolute favorite is Haikyuu, and I think you said repeat the question when it comes to our absolute favorite again, GB. I'm sorry, I drew. Uh, just why? Just why is it your fave? So there's a bunch of reasons why I like Haikyuu. Um, of course the characters. I mentioned this. I touched on this earlier. It's kind of difficult to hate a character like, completely in Haikyuu, and, like, even from, like, the antagonist, and even the, with the antagonists, like, I think what I really appreciate about the characters and the character development, not, and especially outside of Karasuno, is that they explore the histories and the love of volleyball through the other teams, and you realize it's not always, a uh, oh, well, they're terrible to the main characters, or they're just villains, they are authentically well-rounded players who are really trying to reach this height in their favorite sport, something that they're really passionate about. And that passion is all-encompassing in each and every player, even from what I've been spoiled on when it comes to the ending of Haikyuu, the manga. Even some people who don't go into volleyball as a career, they still have a love for it. So is that it's also the matches, the intensity, but also the moments outside of those intense matches where they're learning, they're still growing, they're figuring things out. Like, how can we become better so we don't lose again or so we can win, so we can become a better team together? So it's not just Hinata and Kageyama who learn stuff, like, like you know, with their respective, with Ukai Sr. and even, like, Oikawa and everything. The other team members are learning, and they also explore not just the main characters in Hakara Suno's team, but like the, like the three second years who left, Inoshita, Kenoshita, and Narita. Like they do so much exploring in the other, in like main characters, side characters. And it makes you care about those characters a little bit more, even if they don't, aren't as like frequent anymore compared to like season two and season three. So I truly enjoy the passion in each character brings the world building, the matches, the ma- like the training parts of it, like it just does a lot for me as a series, and it just creates. It's like I can't say I don't want to say it's perfect, but it, it it's pretty close for me from what I've seen so far. And so when I get into my manga mood again, that's I'm gonna start reading the manga. Oh, I thought you was already reading the manga. I don't I'm know not, why I thought you was already reading the manga. Because I, I, I'm really like, right now, since I'm not in the mood to read it, I don't want to half-ass it. If I read Haikyuu, I want to give it my full undivided attention and my all to reading it. True stand words. I feel that. Um, I Like, it's funny because um, I remember when you first started doing sports anime and you were saying, like, you know, I'm I'm not into sports in real life. Like, it's not my thing. But the, the passion and the high-stakes scenarios that, like, revolve around sports really seem to appeal to you. It does. And I don't know why, like, that doesn't transfer. Like, I, like even my own mother has told me, like, you don't like sports in real life, but you like sports anime. I think that's interesting. Like, oh, my own mom tells me that. So I don't I don't know if it's like I should try to force myself to get into actual sports, but I don't feel motivated to do that as much as I do watching sports anime. I think for so you to get into actual sports, you would probably have to watch, like, ESPN's 30 for 30s, uh, interviews on the pivot and stuff like that. 100%. Yeah, really would it 
what I take from all my conversations with you and what it seems like you really care about and what makes the sports anime special to you is that you connect with the people. And so you know all the work they put in, all the practice, everything they went through to get to this moment in this game. Um, and, yes, the game is cool for you, but I think the main thing is, like, it. the game matters because you knew what they did in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I Go watch The Last Dance Panda and become a Chicago Bulls fan. <laughs> no, the the last dance is was a was a great uh show. What do we call it? Miniseries. But if you really yeah. want to watch like watch winning time. Winning time. If you really want to watch yeah, something yeah, yeah. a sports winning show actually better. that came out recently yeah. that that I actually think that you would fuck with Panda is winning time. What is that about? Again, okay, I heard that, of it. Showtime Lakers. Yeah, it's about the rise of the Showtime Lakers. Ah, um, you, like it's actually a story, not like a documentary. Yeah, it's you get to story. meet all the characters behind the scenes and see everything that was going yeah. on. Like it's actually good as fuck. So like I think that's yeah. a piece of sports material that you actually fuck with. Yeah, they embellish like a lot of things, but it's good though. It's the design and the character design is great. The actual animation, not the animation, but the actual cinematography was fire. I like how they kept switching between like the current and the, the back and, in the and day. That old lens, yeah, they was going crazy. Yeah, bro. that old lens was going crazy. And yeah. um, yeah, it was really dope. Casting was fire, and they was acting their ass off. Mm-hmm. Okay, I might, I might get into it at some point. I can't make any promises though. Hey, Leek, if you back, let me hear from you on your fave and why. So, mine is definitely not all time fave. Um, and like I, I mentioned it earlier, but my all time fave at this point is still Kingdom. It kind of surpassed one piece for me in like the past like maybe a year but for me kingdom is my all-time fave just because um i think it has the best mc that i've ever read or seen um his story like the one problem i have with a lot of shonen mcs is they try to lead us to believe that they're these kids that are you know so far behind the eight ball because they aren't talented and then you find out they have all these built-in fucking things going for them that you find out down the line. Um, and then the fact that, um, like I said, it's based off of um, the Warring States period in China. So it's actually like historically based, of course, with exaggerations. But um, the things that his his journey, what he has to go through as far as the world building, the antagonists, like the fact that like how real it is when it comes to how things go on. Um, I just think it's all like all around. It's one of the best stories you'll read in fiction, like period. Um there's not too many bad things I can say about it. As far as the arcs go, I have, think it has some of the best arcs in all of anime and manga. Um, well, I can't speak for the anime. The anime is trash. One of some of the best arcs in all of manga. Um, I think the Coalition War is the best arc of all time. Only barely surpassing Golden Age and fucking Marine for it. Um, and I think it's only getting better because there are so many different characters. There's such a wide cast. So you kind of get perspectives from everybody. Um, for me, it just has everything that you want and something that you're going to read. So that's kingdom for me. That's solid. Uh, you get so passionate when you talk about kingdom these days. Like, I can hear the shit in your voice. Like, you welling up with emotion, bro. Bro, because, like, it literally has, like, some of the best moments I've ever read in fiction. Like, especially when he finally overcomes to hit the shit that's in his path. Because, like, it's not one of them things to where, for lack of a better word, there's no ass pulls. Like, he has to get it out the mud, like, for real. Like, he just straight up was a war orphan. He don't have no nobility. He don't have no great strength. It's literally just his weird power, his willpower, 
and his instinct. So it's just one of them things that, like, I feel like everybody can relate to. That's why I keep trying to tell you, like, bro, when you read Kingdom, Kingdom is going to fuck around and be in your top three. How many chapters are in Kingdom This nigga again? told me it was going to be my number one. Pretty I'm going to add, add that I, correction, though. This nigga definitely told nah, me it was like, going to be my I, number I, I one. Feel, nah, <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being modest right now, but it, I honestly feel like it, it will usurp whatever's at your number one spot, even if it's One Piece, just based off um, your personality. Yes. I, I, can, uh, I can attest to that. Uh, I read a few chapters. Yeah. Um, I think right now it's Five at minutes. seven. Nah, seven twenty-three. I really like. I'm not gonna say I like exactly historical, but there's something about war and like destruction and violence, but also yeah. the, like the side effects of war, like the effects on the people and everything that yeah, I it enjoy. touches on all of that mm-hmm. and like the mental health aspects of war i'm pretty sure it touches on that too because mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling if it goes into that it goes into other things so i really want to read it because i don't i feel heard the anime does not do a good job and i'd rather not go down it's that rabbit hole waste so time. i'll try like it's a waste of time bet so yeah i will add that to the list because as we talk about manga i'm like once i finish my psycho I might not start any other anime until I finish some manga that I need to catch up to because I might read reread Blue Lock and Tomodachi Game as well. So I'm gonna see. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna add Kingdom. I'm gonna try to break it down like ten ten chapters maybe a day. Um, I would agree with Ali because I've read a few chapters of Kingdom and the story is definitely phenomenal. And I mean MC is definitely he's great. I love it. Um, you talking about it right now has got me even want to go back and reread it again because I think I fell off on like. 25 chapters or so but like what i did yeah i'm in the first because i think all he did was he was he just got with the general too and he was just actually you know starting to like you know make a name for it somewhat but like yeah no i definitely gotta go back and reread it now because when you talk about it's kept me excited and i do like those historical pieces too that's why like i was time i like you know like um ronnie kenji one of my favorites because i like those historical pieces like even on the saga so um i'm excited um but when though i don't know but i'm gonna get there I might just add it. I might just do like my how I do my regular manga bits, like thirty by thirty chapters at a time, and just go like that. Cause seven hundred chapters is a lot. Yeah, seven hundred ain't that bad. Um, cause I for well, all the listeners out there though, Leek didn't read that. He sparked off that shit. Cause Leek does not read. Try to get that out there. All right, here we go. Oh, with the wow. agendas. Got to keep Agenda. the agendas going. That's um, true. Seven hundred isn't bad to me. Like I don't think seven hundred is just too, like that's not a daunting number. If I like the series, like, cause I'm, I'm struggling to get through these last 200 chapters of Bleach. Um, like I'm, I'm really struggling. That's because you I, don't like, you don't like Bleach. Uh, I, I really feel like I really wish I had read Bleach before I read One Piece. Fair. Um, it, Bleach just does not hold me. Um, but I, I promise myself I'm finna get through that shit this summer so that I can be ready when the, um, the anime drops in the fall. So, like, I can't fail myself on that promise I made, but I'm really, like, I'm just not interested in it. I'm really struggling to read it. Um, it's redundant. I feel like I'm going through the same things. Um, and I know people say that about One Piece a lot, that, you know, you go through the same arc over and over again, but, like, they deal with different issues and new problems. I feel like we just constantly in a rescue arc, everything that we doing in Bleach, and I feel like it's 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 literally the same rescue arc over and over again with the same types of characters, even so that the same characters are fighting their new versions of themselves in the next arc. Like, it's just, it's very mid to me. But uh, I'm trying to make it through it because I promised myself I would get there, and I want to see this thousand-year blood war arc. 
uh, and be able to enjoy it with the with the Bleach fandom. Like maybe I think that might change how I feel about it a little bit. But uh, Cuzzo, let me get your absolute fave. Um, you said you was doing absolute, right, bro? No, no, no. I'm doing current fave. Oh, absolute fave, still One Piece. Yeah, let me get your current That's not changing. Uh, Ace Diamond, bro. Uh, it's the, like kind of like how Panda was talking about. For me, it's a great departure of life because this is just a, such a... There's like no like dark moments for real. It's just like, you know, bad stuff happens. Like, you know, homie couldn't pitch the ball and lose. And that's like just... I like that aspect of it. Um, and it's just for me, I'm, I, I get so happy watching Savor like with the numbers and pitching like I get so hyped when he's like doing his thing and he got Furia the last uh this chapter he was going off he was pitching like a beast um so like I like so that brings me just happiness and like it's, for me it's a great escape and it's like simple enough I can just click with it instantly can pick it up put it down but I really enjoy this right now my favorite yeah man I'm um, like I can't wait to get deeper into the manga because I saw uh I saw Ben say, um, the YouTuber, he was tweeting about it. Um, well, he is mad, but uh, the YouTuber, he was tweeting about it, and um, that's what made me hit y'all up. Like, bro, let's read this manga, because this nigga say this shit going nuts, and we've been waiting forever for the other anime, or for the next season or whatever to drop, and I just, I don't feel like we should be waiting no more. Like, it's time. It definitely is time. I'm, I'm happy we decided to do this, because, like, it was all like, I'm ready if you read it. No, I'm ready if you read it. It's kind of like we was beating around the bush, and he was like, "Nah, let's just get a group chat, just start reading this shit." Leak, welcome to the party. Enjoy the ride. We damn. I mean, how long you think it would take Leak to catch up with us? Uh, I don't know how fast he reads. Right now, it's like two hundred and ninety-eight. I think. Yeah. Uh, two hundred ninety-two total so far. So the anime ends at like one sixty-five, one sixty-eight. That's where the anime ends, and so from there on, it's all manga. That's a light read. I can, I can, I can catch up to at least where the anime ends by the end of the week. Uh, I'm, I'm not really. I'm only eight chapters past where the anime ends. I haven't got around to reading it yet, so I'll wait on this nigga leak, and then we can all talk about it in chat. Never pot about it, bro. I'll, I'll host this one. Oh, okay, good shit. Yeah, I need redemption. No, I'm pod. still burnt from the sports pod, bro. So I need I need to host something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you did host the sports pod. I forgot about that, bro. That was a fun I'm, I'm, I'm still burnt about that, bro. Um, that was good part. And I guess for me, I'm gonna go with a current fave too, y'all. Uh a current fave of mine was Fire Force. I do not feel like Fire Force got the love it deserves, but it was my current fave because uh one, Okubo does a great job of building the world of Fire Force, but also building the world of another series that he wrote that I'm sure everyone knows what happened by now, but he builds the world of Soul Eater at the same time. And so that's such an amazing thing to do, um, to see two worlds getting built. And then also the characters in Fire Force are top tier. They get better as it goes. Um, one of my favorite characters, uh, Charon, and another one of my favorite characters, Arthur, definitely getting their bags late in the story. Um, it's absolutely thrilling from end to end. Those final 100 chapters are are awesome. And I had to reread those just to make sure I wasn't tweaking. And I really love what um, Okubo does as far as like um, – playing with the different art mediums like he gets very he experiments a lot with the manga as we like get deeper into the story so i'm just like yo this shit was absolute gold my favorite character is author and he definitely had his his moment in the sun so uh that shit really held me down it had world building it had great characters that i could relate to it had moral ambiguity uh because like really what 
it, I found myself wondering a lot, like what what really is good, what is bad, um, heaven and hell, just everything. So, um, Fire Force, if you have not checked it out, if you haven't, um, if you've looked at the anime and thought like, oh, that shit was weak, I don't want to, you know, I'm urging you to give it a second chance, give it a first chance, get into Fire Force because that shit is gas, man. My favorite uh, current read that I've had on my list. And I know Leak going to... Leak, are you actually reading Fire Force yet? I know you said you was going to do it. So, it's on my list of stuff to get to. Um, once I finish binge reading Hell's Paradise and um, Ace of the Diamond, I'm going to jump into Fire Force. Yeah, you finna be done with Hell's Paradise quick, bro. Even I just did the reread, and that shit took me like four days. Yeah, uh, I think you said it's only like 120 chapters or something like yeah, that. Yeah, bro, it's only like 100. It's easy money. It's like 120. Yeah, I'm like chapters. maybe 25 in something like that. Yeah. Do you got Do you got any characters you like yet? Um, kind of indifferent about a lot of them. Gabi Maru is cool. Um, I forget homegirl name. She's like a Kanoichi or something. She's like real. Oh I guess, yeah. Kind of the the other conniving or whatever. Yeah. yeah. She probably a little group. Yeah, she cool too. She decent. Um, but I feel like a lot of the characters, when I start getting to know about them, they get killed. So I don't know. Yeah, I I really um, it's a lot. It's a lot of death in that story. I won't even spoil that shit for you. But um, I really like Hell's Paradise. I love the ending. I think that's what really sold Hell's Paradise for me. Like I think most of the manga is is good, and just the way it, I I love the way it ends. It's like rare that I get good shown an ending. So that was like a real plus for me. Um, I got a couple more tweets I'm going to go through, and then we're going to wrap this episode. I'm going to give y'all a chance for last thoughts, last comments y'all want to make, and uh, we're going to get out this bitch. So uh, I'm happy for all the people that's uh, loving Fire Force as well. Um, we don't get enough Fire Force praise, and that's just real. Uh, so we have from Kendall X Anime, uh, who also did the this uh, this episode's Worship Hotline. The voice actor, so uh, check them out. But uh, they said read, read Kingdom by arcs. Don't think about the length. Uh, the current season of the anime is in people's top ten. Uh, I didn't oh. even know Kingdom had an anime. I just heard you talk about it earlier, but before this, I did not know Kingdom had an anime. Yeah, I think it's on Funimation. Yeah, but don't watch it, though. The CGI is terrible. It's, uh, it's, it's, I'll just read it. I, and like, I, read I, it. Thank you. Like, can't... Um, Kendall posted like the link to all the arcs, so breaking them down, I'm probably just going to watch them, but like we're not watching, read them by arcs because this doesn't seem like the arcs are too too bad. Because if I try to take it all all at once, then it's and I'm gonna get overwhelmed and I'm gonna stop it, and I don't want to do that. Uh, Kendall also said that they want to have a conversation with King, uh about Kingdom with Leak at DreamCon, so uh, I guess be prepared for that, bro. Um, oh yeah, I'm with it. I've seen it. I'm with it. Let's see. Um, we got the social senpai who said the Rabara was a fave because of the fur- the folklore, the action, the art style, and the plot. Uh, they loved it so much that they made a polymer clay. Is it Celtic or Kelty? Celtic. Celtic. That's how it's the anime. It's Celtic. Like, well, yeah, Celtic. I think that's the one y'all was recommending to me to watch. It. I thought I kept thinking y'all was talking about the Rororo, and I'm like, I seen that shit. Um, I think this is the one y'all was recommending me. So or is it Doro Dihor? But you've seen Doro Hugh Doro. No, Doro Dihor is different. That's on Netflix. 
That's I don't know because they, they all sound fucking similar. So it's just like, uh, are, are we talking? Yeah, no, it's Dora Dora and Dora 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I thought I thought yeah. this Dora Ra was Dora when y'all was saying it, and I'm just like, maybe I've been saying it wrong, but I'm like, I already seen that. Um, but I, <laughs> I got conf- I remember getting hella confused one time, um, and that's how I found out they was two different things because I forgot what y'all was talking about, but I think y'all was talking about some of the characters. I was like. These niggas did not exist in that anime. What the fuck is they talking about? And that's when I realized it was two different animes we was talking about. Um, And then I got one more that I fucking lost because Twitter refreshed. And I hate this damn app. Um, Oh, yeah. So we got Zero Prime X that said there's a fine line between transparency and oversharing. There's a time and place. And so... um, I thought that, that was a good ass tweet. I think that that's mm-hmm. like that's kind of a real thing, um, and it made me. I wanted to touch on that because it made me think about DreamCon that's coming up next week, and uh, people being like socially awkward and stuff. And so um, I remember that someone thought that they were being transparent about like their interest and who they were, who they were, and everything like that. It ended up being an overshare moment, and then it had the opposite effect. Like, rather than having people relate to them, it kind of weirded folks out. So, I just that's just a reminder be aware that it's a fine line when it comes to like social interactions. And uh, you may think that you're being transparent and authentic sometimes, but you may also be like, you know, weirding people out or scaring folks away. And just to be conscious of that for everybody that's real shit. I thought that that was a good tweet. Um, do y'all have any closing comments before I wrap up the episode? No, I'm straight. I don't have anything in particular, but um, drink some water and, you know, stay hydrated out there. Make sure y'all to end this Thursday for Anime After Dark at 8.30 CST here on Twitter Spaces. And if you're coming to DreamCon, make sure you come to our live Anime After Dark panel at 8.30 on Saturday evening, 8.30 to 10 o'clock p.m. Come in fellowship and hang with us on both ends. Fellowship's such a funny... Like, whenever I hear fellowship, I think church. <laughs> I think it's so, church. So, <laughs> 100%. Fellowship on, the, fellowship on the worst gen king. Right, oh, I think oh, it's oh, a, oh, I forgot. I forgot. And make sure y'all send... Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, GB. Sorry. You sure? You good? I, I was going to promote the party, but then I realized, never mind. Oh, yeah. That was RSVP only. We Yeah, that's, just, that's, yeah. that's why I stopped. That's why I stopped, my bad. It's a kickback, too. Not a party. Uh, plus the ones invited. Uh, Liko, did you have anything you want, you want to add? Closing comments? <laughs> um... Pull up to Anime at the Dark this week so we can go have our last episode before DreamCon. Uh, sorry about my child hollering right now. Um, also, vote on the poll. Vote on the poll for the Anime at the Dark mod, man. Shit Panda, is funny. Panda, could you pin that tweet? Do you still have it, like, available? Um, I should. Let me go see. It should be. Yeah. And don't line me, too, on the polls because, you know, I'm old from out here. Don't believe the streets. The streets lie. I definitely took the poll. And I lied on all you niggas. That's crazy, bro. That's I, like, I knew someone was going to lie on us. Uh, I, try my, I try not to vote for myself on a lot of stuff. No, I voted I, like, I voted honestly. Like, if I felt like I was the honest, like I was my honest pick for an answer, then I voted for myself. Um, and I try not to push no agendas. Uh, if I felt like somebody really was the most yeah. toxic or the most petty, I voted for them. Instead of, like, I think the easy vote would have been, like, a mic or something for, like, most petty. But I really think the leak is the pettiest personal enemy after dark, and I hope. That's, 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 that's,
That's crazy. <laughs> Getting the agenda going, man. The agenda's getting it all. It's about uh, it's gotta be somebody league. This happens to you. That's all. It, it mm-hmm. might be three things that I should honestly be chosen for. I'm not gonna say which ones. See, you're not real then. No, nah, we, we really, we really trying to, we trying to keep it on bias. I don't want to. I don't think no, I'm just with for it. a lot of stuff either, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we over, we over sixty responses right now. Um, so it's been interesting to see how people perceive us, and I is this is gonna make for a funny episode. So I'm keep the fan really, after dark. Definitely will. Uh, for anyone that hasn't taken the poll, if you are a, a fan of anime after dark and you want to take the poll, Panda or actually Leak has pinned it at the top of the chat. Um, I think. And that was me. Well, both, oh, wait, both, both, yeah, both of you guys did. So you can you either click the link on the Blenheim page or on the Worst Gen Pod page. They both take you to the same form. Uh, yeah, do the survey, hit us up, um, and let us know what you think of the mods. It's gonna be a funny ass time on Enemy After Dark. Uh, this has been a good episode. I'm happy that we got to like talk about our faves and why. Uh, we've done episodes in the past where we talked about like our favorites, but um, it's not often that we like random or really get to get into the why and also like what people's why may be behind why they like anime. Um, we saw, like, the full range. We saw some people that just like it because it's senseless and they can escape and get away from it. Some people want the relatability factor. Um, some people enjoy, like, being made to think about what's going on. So we all have different reasons why we like our series. And uh, I really enjoyed doing this episode with y'all. I loved all the responses from the Supernovas. Thank y'all for interacting with us. If you guys are listening to this pod live right now, and you aren't following the Worst Gen Pod, uh, go ahead and give us a follow if you like this episode. If you are listening to the recording on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, uh, go ahead, like, subscribe. If you can leave us a comment, leave us a comment. That makes us really happy. Let us know if you fuck with the episode. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and, you know, join the conversation. And let us know if you got any counterpoints or anything else you want to say. That is it for this episode of the Worst Generation Podcast. And until next time, we out. Super. Arriba Dutchy. Sayonara. Yeah.
is in the woman who packs him up and in you 